Welcome back to another episode of Quarren Stream. I'm Jared Kingery. I'm Cody Viafania. Sorry, Cody, I forgot the subtitle. Quarren Stream, yet another Cinesnob podcast, because Cody and I are uh, film critics from Cinesnob, if you haven't heard of us before. Um, but that's where we uh, we review movies um, on another podcast, which right now means that we're just watching VOD stuff that Cody digs up from who knows where. Mm-hmm. Um, and we watch like Scoob, you know. Um, and then we watch stuff that that probably only like 50 people have seen in the country. <laughs> but no uh, but, one in their right mind is renting. <laughs> but uh, this uh, we're joined again this week by our guest. Uh, you've seen her on uh, Comedy Central and HBO comedian Vanessa Gonzalez. Vanessa, welcome back. Hello. Thanks for having me back. Yes, thanks for joining us. Uh, mm-hmm. I know you're uh, you're in Austin, like I am. Uh, Cody, yeah. you're in uh, San Antonio. So this, I think, the most most local show we've had. Um, yeah, <laughs> we're, we're not, of course, in the same room because the you know shits hit the fan. So right, um, and who Big knows time. if we who knows if we ever will be again. Uh, Cody, uh, you had a, a question for Vanessa that we forgot to touch on on the last show. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been seeing I was uh, I've been following, um, you know, I think a lot of people are star- are kind of starving for content and looking for new things to watch. And live streaming has become a big thing to follow uh, to follow, um, especially with, you know, comedians doing stand up shows or anything else. And I saw that um, that Master Pancake out of Austin was doing um, some live streams on Twitch. And then I saw that you had been joining them for that. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so fun. Um, I think last week I was talking about how Zoom shows are kind of soul crushing, but (laughs) the only one that's actually like really fun and I really look forward to every week um, is the Master Pancake one. Uh, Every week we're mocking and pancaking, as they say, um, this show on Fox called Lone Star 911, starring Rob Lowe. Oh, and it's set in Austin, and right? The Austin set. <laughs> it's set in quote-unquote Austin, but we, um, every week we, we love to laugh at how they're clearly not in Austin, <laughs> and it's um, totally a lot in L.A. somewhere. Um, but yeah, it's just such a fun show to make fun of, and uh, yeah, so Thursdays on on Twitch is, is what we do it on. And I do it with, uh, Ralph Hardesty and John Erler. And it's, it's so, so fun. So I've seen them a couple times. And I, I guess, know those I guess guys you should, wrote... you should probably mm-hmm. contextualize master pancake for people outside of mm-hmm. Austin and Texas. Right. Right. I mean, mm-hmm. master pancake is, is essentially, um, I mean, it's essentially mystery science theater 3000. That's how they yes. got their start. Was mm-hmm. um, I think they were called Mr. Sinus theater. And they had to change their name um, because it sounded too close. And um, they do it at the draft house uh, here. Well, in, you know, before the world ended, they would do it at the draft house uh, at the draft house. uh, What is it? uh, What's it? The one downtown called? Shit, I can't remember. Ritz. The Ritz. Ritz. Yes, the Ritz. Mm -hmm. Um, And they would do some some uh, traveling shows, too. But I saw uh, them do uh, uh, Jaws on the Water, which was really great. Jaws the Revenge, right? It wasn't Jaws. This was, yeah, this was the one that Michael Caine is in. Was that the yeah, Jaws the Revenge? Jaws four, Jaws four, essentially, yeah. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a terrible movie. <laughs> but, uh, I know those guys ended up actually writing for uh, the revival of Mystery Science Theater 3000 on Netflix. 
which is kind of a cool career arc there for them. Yeah, yeah, they've they've been around. I feel like that Master Pancake is such an like Austin staple, and I've only um, started like performing with them as a guest like about I want to say it's like four, going on four years now, and it's it's so fun and it's just such an honor to sit in with them because they have like the funniest people come and sit in with them. So I'm always like I gotta keep up. Are, were you a fan <laughs> of that? genre before the like mystery science theater and and the like oh yeah yeah for sure i mean the the show i i watched when i was little and then when i moved to austin uh in like 2009 master pancake was one of the i i went to go see them do um i think it was tremors okay um it was so so funny and um but yeah they're they're still doing it online uh i'm i'm on the weekly thursday show of uh, lone star 911 but i know fridays and saturdays they do um other mocks as well so definitely so check them out with the uh, lone star 911 are you just riffing live like you don't yeah. you're not scripted That's no cool. yeah i mean i definitely i watch it before to kind of make some notes but uh for the most part it is just riffing on the spot um, because it is hard for, to watch. It's, it's such a bad show. <laughs> but but the, the thing that makes it fun is just kind of making fun. And John and, and Ralphie always like, they always crack me up with their, you know, quips they throw in. So definitely check it out. Yeah, that's cool. Um, the first time I went to one of their shows, um, I had heard about it, obviously, but I, I hadn't been until, you know, five years ago or so when I moved here. Uh, mm -hmm. And I didn't realize how fervent the fan base was. Oh, uh, yeah. That there are people that go to like every single show mm -hmm. and uh, know all the inside jokes and everything. And I, I, I was amazed by that. Um, and I've seen a couple of like special performances where they did um, like uh, Trace Bullyu and Frank Conniff from Mystery Science Theater 3007 with them. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. our friend uh, Greg Sestero uh set in with them while they oh, yes. <laughs> they riffed his movie um uh retro puppet master <laughs> he was like his first yeah. film like 19 years old or something so uh that's very cool and that's every thursday on twitch you said yeah thursday 9 30 central yeah and you can follow them on twitter or facebook and and they always like put up the link when the the shows are coming on and it's free. how did you yeah how did you get involved? You Did they reach um, out to you? or? Yeah, it was like uh, four years ago. Uh, my friend Mac Blake ha has been like up, up one of their players or been playing with them for a while. And he asked me to open for that. They were they were going to do they were going to mock a Law and Order episode. And and I had recently had this bit about Law and Order and how my mom was like always watching that when I was young. So um, he had me open for them. And then that's when they started asking me back to to start riffing with them. And I was like, oh, my gosh, this is so cool. That's and awesome. I still think, it, yeah, I still think it's cool that I I get to pancake with them. And yeah, like you said, the fans are so hardcore so if anything it's like you've got to impress the fans because if yeah. they don't like you they they don't want you back <laughs> yeah i'm curious to know if you feel like that is 
because I'm always interested to hear when when like stand-ups step outside of that specific realm and do other comedic things, whether that's like, you know, long form writing or something like this. Do you feel like this allows you to 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 I guess hone your voice or 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 make jokes in a completely different context that's either a challenge or something that's a, a different change of pace or anything like that? Yeah, for sure. I mean, yeah, stand up can be kind of like yeah, soul crushing and like, you know, you, you say your routine. Uh, but for me, especially because I came from improv and sketch, um, just doing a show and like riffing with people is the funnest thing. And like, I don't have to prepare anything. And you're always just like caught uh, by surprise of like what's going to come up. So that's that's always so much more fun than going into a show being like, OK, I'm going to say these things and knowing how how have uh does it ever come to the point where you get broken by the other guys where they just crack you up and you like miss your timing and everything oh oh yeah a lot um andrew rosas um he always cracks me up like i'm the the past couple times i've riffed with him i'm always like crying laughing <laughs> um, mac blake's always really funny and like i said uh ralph hardesty and john um especially for lone star 911 it's just us three riffing and what's cool about kind of doing it on twitch is that the fans can also like type in their funny like responses and like sometimes yeah. they'll like get us with like a really funny line and we're like oh shit they're they're being funnier than us we gotta step it up <laughs> you, uh, you know that's something that uh that draft house used to do that oh. i wish they they yeah so there was there's this thing that they did called heckle vision and oh. and what so it first started as something where people would literally just shout out heckles at a movie at like a bad movie so they pick like a bad movie and people would shout out stuff uh -huh. and then eventually it moved to like a technological thing where they kind of broke their no phone rules and up on the screen you could text in like commentary and jokes and making fun of it and then it would pop up on the screen like like um mm. like old pop-up video stuff yeah. and it was I, you know i went to one of them once for leprechaun in the hood <laughs> and, it, and that it was a really fun and it's just something where i think the tech never worked and then i think movie studios didn't want to license their movies out just to be made fun of mm -hmm. so i think that uh there was a problem with licensing but it's something where i wish like that interaction thing i think is such a funny thing and i think that's that's the cool thing about twitch too is that you yeah. know people can participate in and like make the people streaming laugh and make each other. Like, I think that's just such a fun thing. I think thing. you and I, yeah, sorry. I, I was just going to say, Cody, you and I kind of did that at, uh, where there was a panel we were at for, uh, uh, rotten tomatoes at South by oh, where, yeah. where they yes. encouraged you to, to tweet, um, about the people talking. Uh, and I mean, it was, the idea was just to, to be as kind of mean and nasty, I guess, as possible <laughs> and to make everyone laugh. And it was, I, I think I got off a good, a couple of good zingers on it, but, uh, uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it was of course like, no, the, you know, the person standing in front of it doesn't know what you're saying. I think I've heard that called digital graffiti too, yeah. in other places. Uh -huh. Anyway. Yeah, it's I so wish they could fun. figure out a way to do it consistently at a at a theater because I think that like the community vibe of that mm -hmm. like it like you can start feeling the energy in the room get get like really really fun and funny when you know 
and it's and it's somewhat anonymous too so everyone's yeah. kind of laughing and not knowing where it's coming from too which i think is kind of fun uh, but i wish they could find a way to like consistently do that in, in a in a way because i mean obviously yelling at the screen is, is not gonna work very right. well but <laughs> yeah it's it's so fun each time and like, at first i was kind of like scared because I, I had heard people been like oh yeah sometimes they get real mean in the in the comments but for the most part, uh, the master pancake, the fan cakes are really like fun and nice and, and just hilarious and don't say any anything mean about us. So so is it just your is it just your voice or are you on camera too? Yeah, we're on camera. Um, okay. They kind of like split screen it. So you see me, Ralph and John, and then the episodes playing and we kind of pause it. When we're like, hold up, hold up. What did, what was that? <laughs> or, you know, some kind of, when we have to point out like some kind of Pflugerville reference. And that's the funniest <laughs> thing too. It's like, they're, oh, they're like, oh, you know, when they say things like, oh, that's the biggest that's the biggest place in Travis County. And we're like, what? <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you know, no. um, I, I, I have a little inside knowledge on some of the veracity of that. Um, when it comes to these oh. programs is uh, when these shows programs, like I'm 75, <laughs> <laughs> these shows that, the that, shows that like, that like set themselves <laughs> yeah. um, elsewhere, uh, you know, like in a specific city, uh, they'll come and like shoot, a, a bunch of like backgrounds or, or little things here and there. Um, mm -hmm. So there was a show called the late shift um, that was set in San Antonio a few years ago. Um, and it mm. was a, uh, I think it was an NBC show. Yeah, it was an NBC show. Um, and of course, obviously not shot in San Antonio. It was about a hospital for some reason. Oh yeah. Um, but they would, uh, my friends in TV news in San Antonio would be, you know, called upon as a favor for the network to like pose in the background of something sometime when they would come shoot it. So it'd be like, Oh, there was a big shooting. And then here's the, the truck from the station there. So it was, that gave it a little bit of authenticity because it was the actual people and the actual like truck. But I mean, then it's just, you know, then it's uh -huh. just on a soundstage in LA or wherever they shoot Georgia. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it's it's always it's always yeah. hilarious to be like, oh, that's uh, oh the Pflugerville uh, monsters on the yeah. loose. Like, what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, <laughs> it's so funny too because like the firehouse in Austin, quote unquote, is looks like the fucking Facebook like headquarters. It's so nice and cheap. <laughs> and, and all of the emergencies so far have been food related. <laughs> like somebody ate a somebody ate a jalapeno that was way too hot. Oh god. So like, oh. And like it was like a steak eating contest and like somebody drank too much water. It's so <laughs> dumb. It's so dumb. But like I although I Ro I feel Rob like at Lowe. some point Oh, go ahead. <laughs> I was just gonna say it's it's Rob Lowe and Liv Tyler. So. Yeah. I don't know. Well, you know what? Um, we got um, <laughs> we got these uh, uh, like Liv Tyler plays like an EMS captain or something. I don't know what she plays. Right. Um, uh -huh. So like our uh, as working in news here, we re rely on Twitter for uh, news from local agencies. So the the Austin mm -hmm. Travis County EMS literally tweeted a, like a picture of Liv Tyler 
and talked about her like she was a real person saying she was disciplined for uh for oh, like God. uh whatever something crazy she did on the show and people were taking it seriously they were like what like what did they like because it, it was always like she like performed a tracheotomy with a pencil or something like yeah, people were yeah it was like why are you why is the legitimate emergency management service here posting oh about this God. stupid fucking show <laughs> yeah and like nobody knows about this show when i tell people about it they're like what i'm like yeah there's and it got renewed there's a second season coming out somewhere sometime wasn't there a tornado or something or am i thinking Mm -hmm. of a different show okay no yeah they they uh it was like episode two or three where um three (laughs) tornadoes touched down on downtown austin oh my god (laughs) (laughs) at the same time (laughs) yeah i i'm i'm looking i'm on the i'm on the wikipedia page and in episode three Mm -hmm. it says at a sirloin eating contest a woman collapses (laughs) a sirloin eating contest yeah (laughs) it's like all i'm like this is what people think austin is It says that she had water intoxication as well. Yeah. And that. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. That's and, great. Yeah. And like, they, <laughs> you know, they're, they're firefighters from New York. They moved to Austin and like everywhere they go, people got cowboy hats and the bar they go to is very like, you know, they line dance there and <laughs> all that stuff. This, this, <laughs> this show sounds insane. Yeah. In episode four. In episode five, the the last thing this this entry ends with, on another call at a cow breeding facility, yeah. a disgruntled customer sets fire to distract from his theft of bull semen. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, bull semen like flies everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I think I need to watch the show. Yeah, yeah, watch yeah I need to watch it on Thursday Twitch with you guys. Anyway. So that sounds. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Uh, <laughs> it's so dumb. We're on episode eight now, or nine this week. <laughs> wow. Um. So what? What mm-hmm. made? I mean, was it? Did someone watch it and go like, "We have one of you guys watch it and go like, we have to start riffing on this," or or what? How did it happen? I yeah. John reached out to me. I think it was because like everything shut down and like you know truly like the fan cakes are like no but this we we need this thing so he's figuring out like how to do it and you know they got fridays and saturdays they do actual movies and then he was like hey thursdays do you want to just make fun of this show it seems real bad and then we started doing it and we didn't we thought like oh no one's gonna watch like maybe 50 people if we're lucky but we've gotten up to like 500 viewers at one point. I'm oh, like, wow. who the hell's watching nice. with us? Yeah. But <laughs> I, I think it's just like caught on as like a Thursday fun thing to do. There's a, there is a thing about uh hate watching something with people to joke about it that I, that I love. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, um, that's, uh, is that the only thing you're doing for them right now? Uh, or are you, you still, are you yeah. joining in on any movies or anything? No, so far I'm just on the the Lone Star nine one one, and then yeah, on the weekends like because they like to mix it up and uh, have like different comics 
uh, come in all the time. So, uh, yeah, I- I'm having a blast with the with the show. <laughs> cool. Um, so, um, speaking of watching things, um, let's get uh, to the meat of the show here. Uh, oh, yeah. In last week's episode, we uh, Cody and I recommended two films for you uh, to watch. Mm-hmm. Uh, to choose from um, and to play into our pointless point system that we developed that I don't even know what it stands at now. Um, <laughs> no, I think we, we completely lost track of score a long time well, ago. Well, <laughs> yeah, uh, so it, we just sort of get to gloat per episode as to which uh, which which film you picked and if you liked it or not. So uh, let's remind... Yeah, it's one, it's one, technically what it's supposed to be is it's you're supposed to, each person gets one point if you choose our movie and you get an extra point if you like see, the movie. So that's, see, no one gives a shit. Okay. So <laughs> no, I am fully aware of that. So uh, let's remind uh, the listeners of our picks for Vanessa. Cody, you chose uh, let me in the American yes. remake of uh, Swedish film. Let the right one in. This is directed by Matt Reeves, who of course right now is doing the Batman with Robert Pattinson. That's right. It stars uh, Cody Smith McPhee and Chloe Grace Moretz. Uh, Richard Jenkins is also in it. Um, and then I chose the 1984 film Gremlins uh, with uh, Zach Galligan, Phoebe Cates, Judge Reinhold, um, of course, about Gremlins. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> Vanessa, without further ado, which film did you pick? I picked Gremlins. Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're um, never going to get anybody to watch Let the Right One In, Cody, or yeah. Let Me In, whatever. Well, it's funny because uh, I think I talked about last time that I live with my boyfriend in a studio apartment, and we, mm-hmm. we did the Tom Hanks films because that was like the middle ground. But he was like, oh, you got to watch Let Me In. And I was like, no, I'm a gremlin type of girl. <laughs> so that's like our, you know, he's very much Damn. that. Um, but yeah, I had to go with Gremlin. I like the classics. <laughs> yeah, no, it's um, it's it's something that that I watched probably when I was way too young to watch it. Yeah, but I, I I've never been like scared of anything, so it's uh, it's uh, <laughs> wow, well, like, like movie wise. I mean, not like <laughs> oh, anything. Like, wow. I've never been one to be like uh, scared of a horror movie or anything. Uh, um. So, yeah, this was um, what did you so what did you think of the movie? Well, I've seen it before. I hadn't seen it in a while, so I rewatched it. And it's just as like cheesy as I remember. I I never like I like scary movies, but I don't remember being scared of gremlins. Um, Had you seen it before? Yeah, when I was younger. Okay. Um, so when I rewatched it this time, I was like, oh, this is funny. You know, I, I, I caught <laughs> more of like, it was more of a funny film to me than I remember, uh, especially doing Master Pancake for a while now. I, was, I found myself making jokes on top of it. Um, but <laughs> You can never get away yeah. from it. Yeah, I can't. Um, it's probably annoying now, but. Uh, but yeah, I thought it was funny and definitely like, especially now as like quarantine times, I'm getting into writing more. I'm like, I can probably write a movie and seeing like <laughs> the storylines in Gremlins. I'm like, what? Like the backgrounds they give people that lead nowhere. And um, yeah, there was just like a lot of uh, 
things where I'm like, why is this person like here? Why are they that way? Or why are they even telling us that? Like, especially with the whole, like why homegirl hates Christmas. I was like, did we need that? (laughs) Well, it's very uh, macabre the way uh, (laughs) she describes it. Cause uh, we, we talked about this on another episode where we, I recommended gremlins too. Um, and, that movie, uh, have you seen Gremlins 2 at all? Oh, I love Gremlins 2. <laughs> okay, yeah. So you you know that uh, like the movie kind of takes the piss out of that moment. Right. Where she talks about, like, what is it? I forget. Like, not loving, uh, like, Labor Day or something. Uh-huh. And the, <laughs> yeah. the movie, st- like, they, li- they literally stop her and be like, we don't have time for this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it, so, it yeah, was, it's... Yeah, a parody. It's very... <laughs> Yeah, it's very, uh, very sad. Uh, Cody, if you don't know, basically the Phoebe Cates character describes how why she hates Christmas is because her uh, dad tried to surprise them as Santa and ended up getting stuck in the chimney and dying. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's pretty grim. Um, yeah. All things considered. But yeah, I the, the humor in it is something that I obviously latched onto as a kid. I know that scene uh, with... Um, in the kitchen, especially uh-huh. uh, with uh, Billy's mom, it's it, it's uh-huh. immensely gory, but it's so funny. The too. blender and all, yeah, yeah. But the putting a gremlin in the blender, one that gets microwaved and explodes. <laughs> well, everything the, the it just like especially when when she tells because the whole movie she's like I hate Christmas and he's like okay like doesn't really care, but and then when the gremlins like finally it all comes to a head and then they're like shit's on fire shit's going down and she then she like takes it upon herself to be like this is why i hate christmas yeah yeah because one day and then she goes into this monologue about her dad dying on christmas in the <laughs> chimney and it's like bitch we're being attacked yeah. by the, town, right the, town, the town which is um if you i don't know how big right. a, a back to the future fan you are but it's literally just mm. the same it's it's the back lot of universal so it looks just like hill valley <gasps> Like the clock tower I didn't and everything. Recognize that. Mm. Um, but yeah, um, no, I gotta watch it again. The uh, <laughs> uh, I think the probably the funniest um, like moment is is uh, Mrs. Deagle, the the rude old lady. Oh, um, the original cat. Ba- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Getting la- getting launched <laughs> off of her like stair chair thing uh, by gremlins yeah. and killed. Um, <laughs> Yeah, there's just, there's a lot of funniness to this. There's a lot of, uh, you know, I, I think it's mm-hmm. it's it's sufficiently gory um, to qualify as a right. horror movie, uh, but it does have mm-hmm. a lot of humor to it. Which, of course, in Gremlins two, they went full bore for is just making it funny and irreverent. Um, oh my god! Yeah, have you seen the Key and Peel sketch about Gremlins two? I haven't. No, I didn't know there it's... was one. So yeah, so Key and Peele have this sketch. If you like, look it up on YouTube. But it's like the kind of the brainstorming for Gremlins Two, and it sounds ridiculous. But everything they're saying in the skit is real. They're like, oh, 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 and then this is gonna happen, and then oh, how about we have like Hulk Hogan, and like, <laughs> everything sounds like they're making it up, but everything is actually in the movie. It's all what they did, yeah. Uh, the, yeah. Uh, I, I think the uh, the the biggest thing about those two movies for me 
is the kind of uh, like this is direct. This is directed by Joe Dante, who is uh, like started in animation, I believe. So the 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 uh, little things that he throws in uh, to this are um, like like tributes to that, like uh, Chuck Jones, famous uh, Warner Brothers animator uh bugs bunny all that stuff is um is billy's like drawing teacher in the movie and then uh mm-hmm. you get people like uh um uh uh um uh, sorry who's the guy uh, uh dick miller who played uh mr futterman who's been in just a ton a ton <laughs> of b movies um he was in like oh chopping gosh, chopping yeah. mall and uh uh the howling mm-hmm. piranha explorers um the uh because he's is he's like dating the mom in the next one, right? No, no, they're they're it's Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. Futterman are still together. He's the one that uh, th- he tells oh. them like your mom says hello at the beginning of Gremlins too. Mm-hmm. But then he ends up fighting gotcha. with the gremlin and it smashes it in the concrete and it turns into a gargoyle. God, that's such it's such right. a stu- <laughs> it's such a stupid funny joke. Um, yeah. And, uh, uh, also, uh, some some trivia about this movie is that it was one of the movies that prompted, uh, along with uh, Temple of Doom, prompted the PG thirteen rating. Uh, we've we talked about this wow. before, I think Cody and I have on this show. But the uh, yeah the first film with a PG thirteen rating after this was Red Dawn, but this was um, along with uh, Temple of Doom, who are both pretty gory. Uh, for a PG movie, this is why they created PG-13. And um, also, uh, an interesting note, this was released the same weekend as Ghostbusters, which is nuts. Mm. It's absolutely crazy uh, that the two movies that that stuck so much in the public consciousness were released on the same day. Um, just because, yeah, like, it's... crazy. <laughs> just because it's, uh, like, now you would never, ever, ever see that. And, and uh, I saw this thing where, like, the the whole Gremlins movie is, like, around Christmas and harps on Christmas, but it wasn't released. Oh, yeah. Christmas, no, it was released was in, it? like, yeah. June, like, the middle of June. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's crazy to think about just the, the, <laughs> the wealth of things. And I think, like, Temple of Doom was, like, a month before this. So, I mean, there was a lot mm-hmm. of a lot of crazy classic stuff. In the middle of this year, um, 1984, obviously. Uh, so, um, so that's one point for me for you picking it. Um, judging by the way you're talking about it, I think I know how this is going to go. But did you like the movie? I did. I thought it was fun. And okay, and dumb. but <laughs> do you? Do this you this still is a prefer- classic. Hold on, hold on one second. Mm-hmm. This is a classic Jared point getting of <laughs> of a technicality of enjoying something. While admitting that it was dumb, like was I feel dumb. like this is like the second or third time this has happened, where someone is like, "I guess I recommended it or I liked it." <laughs> well, it's it was like this, such yeah. a classic that it's like I feel like everybody has to see it. You said you haven't seen it, Cody. I have not seen it. No, no Cody has a to. very big, big nineteen eighties blind spot. Wow. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it's it's great. Um, it, this is this I, is I, a, this is the shaggy da all over again. Oh yeah, that was our that was the first one. That was our our friend Greg. Um, now this um, do you, do you still like Gremlins two better? I assume. Yeah, I remember when I was young, I saw Gremlins, and then when Gremlins two came out, I just remember watching that so much. Especially it would air on HBO a lot, 
and it was just so over the top and crazy that I just loved watching, especially like the girl, the sexy gremlin. Oh, I want to be her. (laughs) There's um, there's a shop on Sixth Street. Um, I can't remember what it's called, but used to have that in the window. Yes, that sexy gremlin puppet. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, I love that. And Uh, uh, yeah, I just loved all the different types of gremlins that came out of it. (laughs) Yeah, no, that's um, I I do Mm -hmm. think it's a it's a better movie. But again, we talked about the first Gremlins, and you liked it, and that's all I got. So two points for me, Cody. Uh, yay (laughs) uh okay so moving on to uh excuse me to the movie you recommended for us vanessa oh yeah the orphanage cody tell us about the orphanage and what you thought thoughts yeah so i mean i i so i had never seen the orphanage um it came out in 2007 uh yeah my senior year in high school oh jesus Mm -hmm. shut Um, the fuck up Uh, so I was uh, I was not uh, watching. I wasn't super into foreign films at that time. I was into film at that time, but not foreign films as much. So um, it's a movie from Spain, and it, it is. I did double check. It is the first movie from J. A. Bayona, who um, who then went on to do um, The Impossible and um, and as you mentioned last time, Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom. Uh, which is, <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna contend that Jurassic World: Fallen Kingdom is so dumb that it's actually kind of fun, and I think it's, I enjoyed yeah. that experience better than the first Jurassic World movie, honestly. Which I think is just a bad movie, but we won't get into that because I know you have very differing opinions. Okay. Uh, I, I, I like <laughs> um, the first one. I hate the, I hate the second one, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it is uh, produced as you said by Guillermo del Toro, and I think yeah. it is the. Most it is the Guillermo del Toroiest movie I've seen in a long time. Where it is, <laughs> it it totally follows what you would expect from that. It reminded me a lot in a lot of different ways of The Devil's Backbone, um, mm-hmm. uh, the Guillermo del Toro movie. It also happens. It, it has to do with an orphanage as well, um, and um, which is a movie I think that's one of his best. And this movie has a really great story to it, and it's got yeah. like. Sort of like Del Toro does with Devil's Backbone and Pan's Labyrinth, it's super fucking dark. Like it's a yeah. very dark story, um, and 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 has to do with children in a very dark way that that both of them seem to get. And and I and I can totally see why his name is on this movie because it very much follows um, what he does. And I, and I think the best part about the movie is the story of it, where it feels it is a supernatural story, but it doesn't it doesn't rely on you know, jump scares or anything like else. Like like you wouldn't, you know, something you wouldn't get in like a paranormal activity movie or something mm-hmm. like that. It, it's, it's, it's very spooky and eerie without being reliant on cheap jump scares, which I always appreciate out of, that's what I want out of horror movies. I don't, yeah. I don't want, I don't want it to be reliant on jump scares. I want to have like mood and, um, and have things be unsettling. And I think, yeah. uh, this movie has a lot of great, great stuff and un- unsettling imagery in it. Um, I think that if I have a problem with the movie, I think it's a little uh, over-directed, if that makes sense. I think Mm. that the score for me is a bit of a problem. Um, Mm. I think the the score of the movie is kind of overbearing. And I think that that was partially intentional. I was reading the Wikipedia and and saw that J.A. Boyena was, was really wanting to have it be a, like a throwback to like a seventies style movie. Um, Mm-hmm. And and I think that might have something to do with the score, but 
you know, if we take aside that, you set that aside, set aside some, maybe some showy camera work and stuff like that. I think it's a, it's a really solid, like supernatural. Um, and I, I again, I, I can't stress enough how much I appreciate the darkness of the story. And I was completely captivated. There's a great like seance scene where, um, where a woman is like trying to communicate that I think is super tense and in a really great way of, um, kind of telling that narrative. And, um, uh, yeah, I, and I mean, it shows someone, I, I think it's, it's kind of rooted in superhuman emotion of, of this idea of like a, a missing child, which again can be over the top and super melodramatic, but this stays grounded enough to where I was, I was pretty gripped by it. And I, and I ultimately thought it was very, very good. Yeah, I, I, I'm, uh, I, I enjoyed the story too. I do agree with Cody. It's a little, um, it's a little heavy on the del Toro influence. And I think that's, um. <laughs> You know, I, I don't I don't think uh, Del Toro is a bad filmmaker by any stretch of the imagination, but it is uh, very gothic when I don't know that it that mm -hmm. necessarily serves the story at times. Um, you know, I mean, how many times can you have a horror movie set in a, a, a creepy house, you know? Um, yeah. But, uh, uh, you know, it does have a, a very, um, very human story to it, which is which is nice. Mm -hmm. And it's not really. um it's not really uh, like Cody said, it's not a horror movie in that like the jump scares. I think there's like really one gory scene. Um, and I believe that's when uh, the, the old woman gets hit by the, the car uh, where mm -hmm. you like see her jaw falling off. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I do think I, I liked I didn't dislike the score. I did think it was a little strange at times. It was a little comical when I thought it mm -hmm. wasn't supposed to be, but you know, that that's again, that's Del Toro, I think, in the Del Toro influence a lot. And then mentioning Jurassic World uh, Fallen Kingdom, um, this movie is definitely by the same director. I mean, I, you can see the the influence in that. Um, again, I think that's a terrible movie. I don't think it's uh, Bayona's fault, but. Uh, but you don't like in Fallen Kingdom when the brontosaurus misses the boat? oh man <laughs> that, was... that was your heart didn't sink at that moment jared right. you didn't shed a tear um I, I i think i was sort of on board with the movie right then even though it was a that was just like the lost world over again i really got off board movie with the the russian or the auction where like the russian oligarchs Dude. bought look maybe maybe now that movie get that movie gets batshit insane and i think you have to have an appreciation for how fucking dumb yeah. it gets <laughs> be something i need to revisit um in that sort of mindset but as a as a movie uh as a jurassic world headline uh, headline what am i trying to say as a jurassic world movie uh <laughs> that was something that that i didn't appreciate but yeah when it does get it gets fucking nuts that movie does um especially <laughs> with uh with the the like the auction in the house and then the little girl being like a clone with dinosaur DNA. I don't fucking understand what was happening in that movie, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's very oh, two dinosaurs. Yeah. In the room. And then, and then she just <laughs> let them go. Like what? Yeah. Um, anyway. Um, yeah, I, I, I did. I did. Uh, I did end up liking the movie. I think it's again, it's a little, it's a little del Toro uh, heavy. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm not the biggest fan of his Gothic stuff. Uh, but I, I don't have you know. seen stuff. Have you seen the devil's backbone? I haven't seen the devil's backbone. I think I've seen uh, everything else though. Devil's backbone is so, so good. 
Yeah. Um, I haven't seen that either. I'll check that out. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's great. It's 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 one of his earlier movies, but it's one. I think it, it's probably my second favorite, or fa- maybe even favorite Del Toro movie. Actually, isn't it a? Um, uh, it's a period movie, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, it's Spanish Civil War. Yes, yeah, is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I haven't seen that one. No. So I, I'm curious to know, Vanessa. You said that you that was one that you had seen, you had seen um, The Orphanage recently. Was that a first time watch for you or were you re-watching it when you watched it recently? Yeah, I, w- I was re-watching it. I had, re- okay. I had uh, originally watched it, I want to say in like 2010, maybe. Um, and I remember, yeah, just my initial reaction to The Orphanage was like, wow, what a cool story. And that was like yeah. the thing that resonated with me was the story. And I thought the performance by uh, the lead actress, I don't, I don't know her name, but I thought she was really good. And that's what I kind of, um, same thing with like Hereditary. I liked that it was a, a good story and like creepy and unsettling um, that I don't really get from like other horror films where it's like just jump scares and then i'm like that was dumb (laughs) and i'm just mad at the end of it (laughs) um because they scared me uh so yeah i I just really like the story of the orphanage and like i'm like kids creepy scary every time and the the twists (laughs) and and turns of it i was like oh i didn't really see that coming that was okay so i enjoyed it are you uh are you I'm sorry. Go ahead. I, I was just going to ask if you're uh, fluent in Spanish, if you, yeah. or if you had to rely on the subtitles. No, I, I'm okay. fluent in Spanish. So that's why uh, I also, um, it's, it's like easy for me to take it in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, um, it, 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 I think it, um, I don't think it loses much in the subtitles, but there's probably a, a, a little bit of a difference mm-hmm. in how, it, how it goes in with the being in, understanding the language the other thing too i think i so i i sort of differ a little bit and then i think like the spooky kid thing is something that doesn't have a great percentage of of working in my for me like mm-hmm. i i'm not often I, like it really has to be something more than just like a creepy kid to be unsettling mm-hmm. and i think that that can go awry so easily and um and a lot of it can be kind of drawn back by either bad performances or just underwritten story. But I think this right. is a great example of a good, like kind of creepy kid narrative. And also like we were, we've been kind of alluding to like the story is like a, that ha- it has like serious gut punch moments in it, which I yeah. did not really see coming um, mm-hmm. though. I should have with Guillermo del Toro <laughs> attached yeah. to it. I mean, that's kind of, you know, it's not, it's, you know, something that he's explored in different movies, but man, it, it sort of hits kind of hard towards the end of that movie. Yeah, yeah. For me, it was like, I'm like, Oh, is this just like a haunted house type of thing? And then when it kind of like, un what is it like, uh, unravels it, mm-hmm. it's like, Oh shit. This is just like, it, it's kind of like a, a mixture of both where you're like, okay, yeah, ghost. But then it's like, oh, this is just like a really sad story that's happening. Yeah. yeah. I, and I love that shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, yeah. I love super depressing <laughs> yeah. stuff like that. So, 
Yeah. So. Well, um, yeah, that's a, that was a great, a great pick. Uh, thank you for, yeah, uh, for sure. Mm, for that. I, get a I mean, point. it's, you get a point, <laughs> yeah, you, get point. <laughs> yeah. you can trade it in at, uh, for, um, I don't know, a, a cookie, maybe I don't know. <laughs> something. I, I don't know. remember some at delicious the street <laughs> crock pot food. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes. Some, some, uh, some food made from a, 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 a crock pot you found on the street. Man, if I if <laughs> I had known you were, no, if I, I had known you were say, looking, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Sorry, sorry. I was just gonna say now I really want to watch the Jurassic World movies since we talked about them so much. <laughs> I really do need to rewatch Fallen Kingdom in the mindset that it's terrible because oh man, I I when I saw that movie I was at Draft House mm-hmm. and there's there's like a super cheap bar across the street from the Draft House here. Like that has like dollar fifty drinks for everything, and I went there beforehand, and w- the person I was with and I had a very fun time <laughs> watching yes. that. We were several drinks in and just enjoying the hell out of how bad it was. God. Oh, same. I was also at the draft house and feeling a little tipsy, and I remember <laughs> just ten minutes in, I leaned over to my boyfriend and I just said, "A plus. <laughs> this, this is an A plus. I already know it." <laughs> oh man yeah. Uh, yeah here me as a as a fan of jurassic park was like i were this sucks <laughs> this I is did. ruining the canon of the franchise <laughs> yeah okay buddy <laughs> we all brought ian malcolm back for a cameo <laughs> yeah um anyway uh so yeah so that's uh that's gonna wrap up the show again vanessa yeah. thank you very much for for joining us you can find vanessa uh, one of the thing I really want to check out now is uh, riffing with Master Pancake live Thursday nights uh, for nine one one Lone Star, which sounds batshit yeah. crazy. Um, <laughs> uh, also, uh, you have an album out uh, on Spotify yeah. and everywhere you can get albums. It's called what is it called? My birthday's tomorrow. Yeah, my birthday's tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> Cody, my your birthday, birthday is almost literally tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, your birthday is almost literally tomorrow, Cody. Um, also, uh, if you want to listen to Cody and I review films, uh, we have our podcast, The Cinesnob Podcast, where we are reviewing uh, VOD films. Um, you know, if you put it on Vimeo, we'll fucking watch it. So, yeah. uh, basically, um, <laughs> or YouTube, whatever you got. Um <laughs> Also, uh, re-MCU, where we are re-watching the Marvel Cinematic Universe films and re-evaluating them. Uh, Cody, what else you got? Uh, I've got a podcast called The Ramble with comedians Jerry Rocha and Eddie Pence. That's Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, which will have a spinoff coming up soon called Good Willow Hunting. If you'd like to hear a 90s millennial kid uh revisit well actually visit for the first time movies from the 80s that he missed somehow uh that's the podcast for you where i'll be uh watching stuff from mostly the 80s probably some 70s stuff and uh eventually hopefully culminating in uh watching the movie willow which is sort of my uh white whale so uh yeah and and vanessa if people want to find your uh your appearances on hb on comedy central do you know if that's available on like their websites or on demand or anything like that yeah, um, I'm on uh, my HBO special is on HBO Max. It's called uh, Entre Nos. Um, it is in English, even though uh, it's called that. Um, but uh, and then my Comedy Central special, uh, I believe, is on 
Apple TV, you can like buy it for like two bucks or three bucks, something like that. Yeah, I think uh, mm-hmm. I think Comedy Central put a bunch of that stuff out recently. Yeah. Um, cool. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, thanks again for joining us, Vanessa. This was a lot of Thank fun. Thank you so much. That was a blast. All right. On that note, I'm Jared Kingery. And I am Cody Viafania. <laughs>